Hello and welcome to Cody and Corbin have a podcast, the show where two former roommates. roommates talk about a new movie every week. This week on the show, we're talking about Palm Springs. Good day so far. Today, tomorrow, it's all the same. You, what is going on? Hey, get out of the water! Guess you followed me. It's one of those infinite time loop situations you might have heard about. That I might have heard about? Yeah. Not only are we talking about Palm Springs, we've got a guest, Jackson McGurron. Why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, hello. My name is Jackson. Uh, I also do a podcast where we talk about movies called The Rough Cut Retrospective. And I am a co-worker of Mr. Corbin over here, and he is just delightful. Thanks for having me on. Glad to have you. Uh, we're doing a little bit of a crossover here. Uh, you're on the pod now. I'll be on the pod uh, a few days after this releases, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. we'll talk a little bit more about it that at the end uh where people can find you and everything but uh really glad to have you uh this is the first time that we've had somebody on that not both hosts know so cody wow. are you, cody are you ready for this oh i'm very excited um yeah i love having guest episodes honestly um uh, i just love bringing in like a new fresh perspective uh to the pod because sometimes you know we're just like engraved in our ways a little bit um so yeah i'm very excited i don't know jackson a ton but i think we're gonna like him already from uh the conversations we've been having um yeah i think he picked a decent decent movie to talk about as well so yeah it should be fun yeah oh, one so more thing. Uh, uh, i'm a big matt damon and interstellar fan big, big <laughs> fan. <laughs> love that guy well i don't like you anymore now no, <laughs> that is a hot that? take that is a bad, bad, <laughs> bad, bad note here uh so yeah palm springs jackson why don't you tell us why you picked this movie Ooh, i picked this movie because uh in a time of covid and sadness and depression i think this was the feel-good movie of that era right and i think hmm, how do i put this like what's better than like being stuck inside than getting to watch andy samberg stuck in a time loop falling in love you know i just think it's delightful I, I can respect that. <laughs> uh, if you had to be stuck in a time loop with somebody, I guess Andy Samberg wouldn't be the worst person He's in the pretty world. Pretty good. Uh, we're gonna get we'll get going with our initial thoughts. So I, this is actually the third time I've seen this movie. Um, Jackson, I know you've watched this movie like twice in the last seven days. It's so good, uh, Cody. This is your first time watching it, right? Yeah, this is my first viewing. Uh, I missed out on the, uh, the Hulu original during quarantine. I guess didn't get the memo. Um, but yeah, my initial thoughts the first time through, I feel like the first 15 to 10, I mean, 15 to 20 minutes, you're sort of just like, what is this movie? Like, what is actually going on? Before, okay, genuine... before you go get going further, okay, sorry. did you yeah. know anything about this movie, like going into no. it? Do you have any idea? Nice. I think that makes it better for sure. Oh, I love that. That's exactly what I chew for most movies, unless it's like um, like a big budget, like action superhero thing. I try not to watch the trailer, if I'm being honest. Because I'd really just want to go in straight up, just not knowing what's going on. Um, and yeah, that's what I did for this movie. Um, I was pr- pleasantly surprised to find, you know, Andy Samberg and uh, the mother from How I Met Your Mother. Um, I forget her name. Always. She looks like Linda Carlini, but it's not Linda Carlini. It's um, Kristen Milioti. Yeah, that's probably a tough name to, to remember. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was having a good time, you know, just, you know, they were hanging out about to about to fall in love and then you know some dude just shoots <laughs> shoots him in the ass with an arrow and i said all right i have no idea what this movie's about but i'm kind of <laughs> into it and then obviously the, the big reveal is it's it's a groundhog groundhog day-esque uh you know sort of love romantic movie um and yeah my initial thoughts are actually had a really good experience with this um i thought maybe it was a little long a little stretched out at the end um but i think the main cast of just those three and then obviously the uh the two main you know lovers had actually great chemistry very believable and yeah i actually especially thought the direction was uh like pretty damn good though um i haven't seen a ton from uh the person who made this again uh not good names don't remember it. <laughs> but um yeah barbacow yeah max that was it uh, don't know him but good guy seems like i do really enjoy this movie so yeah that's uh that's my initial thoughts yeah i'll, I'll jump in from there um it's funny that you mentioned that moment when he gets shot with the arrow because i was reading that uh that's the moment in the script where andy samberg was like yeah I, I like this project this is interesting so uh it's definitely like on a first time watch it's 
you're just like, what is going on? And then it just hooks you. Um, it's a really, it's, you know, it's obviously it's the classic time loop. They've done it tons of times, Groundhog Day, Edge of Tomorrow. Um, but I think this puts a fun spin on it um, in an interesting way. It's a little bit more science-y. It's a little bit more, um, it's a lot more comedic, uh, I think, than some of the the previous installments. And then just having that that great chemistry and that love story at the center of it, um, I think is a lot of fun. Uh, I Like you said, you know, the direction's really good. And I think just the editing in general is really great. Um, when you see those, like the flash, any moment where it like does like kind of a flashback within the time loop, um, specifically like Sarah's character, when she first wakes up and realizes she's in the time loop, like the way they edited that together, I think the pacing's really great. Um, also the scenes where, she wakes up and then she leaves and she does all the research um the way that they like still create this like time and continuity in a world where everything's repeating over and over again i think is really impressive um and then i think that's that's all i got for initial thoughts jackson what do you think uh what do you think about this movie on first or on the watch well going to the uh the arrow bit that you guys both uh touched on my favorite thing to do is to recommend this movie, but to tell them to not look anything into it. And then I like to watch it with people. And then the arrow like shot in the back is like the turning point of the movie almost where like everything just like really starts to speed up and everyone's just like, wait, what is this movie? And I, I think it's like one of the funniest parts. It's so funny. Um, other things that we uh, maybe haven't touched on yet is I'm just a big, big sucker for comedic montages. And this movie can just that that hits a hits a home run every single time you know like they they really like you said the editing and the pacing works really well and i think i think the length of this movie is perfect a tight 90 oh so good big i I actually am surprised that cody mentioned that this is a an hour i think hour and 29 minutes so uh you said it was a little long is a little surprising Mm -hmm. yeah i I do back that um obviously 90 minutes is pretty short for a film (laughs) um i think it's just the feeling you get because after like that uh that first 45 minutes where like i feel like she's just ingrained in the loop you're kind of like all right where is this going to go i feel like maybe that drags on a little bit um yeah you guys are probably right it's probably not that long it's just like um on the first viewing i feel like maybe um it could feel like that i feel like if i watch this movie again i might like it even more if i'm being honest because like the first 20 minutes like it's just basically andy sandberg like being in the right place at the right time and i feel like that would be like super more enjoyable super yeah. more enjoyable excuse me um but yeah yeah you guys probably aren't wrong there no yeah definitely the the whole like uh intro scene where you see him do this like very intricate dance routine that's based off of chance and like how how did he know to do this and that at that time and it's because he's just been doing it for forever like for, just for so long um which i think is pretty fun also um another thing that I wanted to touch on really quick is I think that the world building and explaining the rules for this universe is done really well. And it explores a lot of really cool avenues where you'll have like, Oh, well, if you die, you restart. And if you fall asleep, you restart, but you could like technically not fall asleep for a week and continue to live, like continue time. And then as soon as you fall asleep, you restart, which is fun because then you have like moments where Andy Samberg is like, yeah, they kept me alive in the ICU and I slowly died for like a month and it was terrible. <laughs> like there's just so many like really fun bits that you can do with the rules that they, they give you, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I do like, I like the falling asleep rule as well. I think um, what they could have done as well is they could have had JK Simmons do like the Russian uh, sleep testing thing on him and see how long he could actually keep him awake for. I think that would have been a good bit. Um, yeah. I do agree with the world being, building as well just sort of uh like i said before you're just engraved into this like pretty immediately and like a like i was saying also the direction you know to start that i think is just phenomenal so yeah yeah the last thing i'll say before we move on to our next category is i think this movie just has a lot of really fun and eccentric side characters um just like all the guests at the wedding have all these weird uh moments throughout um and obviously uh andy samber's character has gotten to explore each of them very deeply so just those little moments where he like says something or you know something gets brought up and you're like each of these people are like complex characters that they've built around him so i appreciate that a lot uh we'll go ahead and move on to the the stupidest part you stupid 
of this movie and i'm gonna be honest uh i'll get started here i had some trouble picking this um i i don't know i don't know what it is about this movie that it's one of the first ones where i've really been like i don't i don't know what i would choose here um so the one thing that i don't love and i i get the choice is interesting is just the whole bit about the dinosaurs um so they like both have a tripped out experience on mushrooms one night and they both see the same dinosaurs and then at the end of the movie it's meant to be like kind of ambiguous about whether or not they really escaped or like if they're still living like what the reality is and isn't you see the dinosaurs again i could have just gone with like no dinosaurs at all in this movie and i think it's just as good of a movie or maybe better um i don't think they're really necessary cody what do you think i agree with that actually um I think this is um, sort of the moment that uh, made you angry about The Departed. Um, <laughs> you know, the rat showing up at the end. I thought the, the dinosaurs were sort of unnecessary. Um, I think it's just trying to add on another joke at the end, um, which is all right. You know, that that's not a bad thing, but it's sort of just out of place. Um, but yeah, I completely back what you're saying, actually. This is probably the hardest movie to come up with dumb parts. I feel like just because it is, you know, logically sound and also scientifically sound um i was thinking about talking about you know how she becomes like this um scientific expert on you know physics and you know quantum whatever um but i feel like you know there is a decent amount of time for her to do that and her logic is actually pretty sound she's uh, there's also a fun detail where she's video chatting um that guy like talking about whatever that's an actual like real like scientist he's a, le- yeah. he's a legit leader in quantum physics yeah um which i don't know why i knew that but but i did watching it I was like <laughs> oh i know that guy um so that's a cool bit but yeah i think um the thing that sort of this is very nitpicky by the way for my dumbest part i'm saying the dance scene in the bar um, oh no that's so good i, <laughs> I do so like fun. it if it's just Andy Samberg and, you know, what's her name, just dancing in a bar. But it kind of just seems out of place to me in this movie. It is super fun. You know, it's I was kind of dancing along as well. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, like I said, that's super nitpicky. Just in, in like, the, the scope of the plot. It doesn't necessarily need to be there, but I still like it. Um, so, yeah. Um, so, for me... Uh it was like i said it was it was pretty hard to pick because i think even the stuff that's dumb is dumb fun in this so it's really hard to like really criticize it because it's just a blast um but i I would have to agree the one thing that i I feel like is most out of place is the dinosaurs but i've been giving it more thought and i think it just kind of lends itself to like oh yeah time is really weird here like maybe a dinosaur stumbled in somehow and has been like this dinosaur traveled through time and like hangs out in this desert here, which I think is kind of fun. And um, the, the writer actually said that the dinosaurs are meant to be real. And when we see them at the end of the film, it's supposed to be representative that if these are real, then like the metaphor, like the love scene between Niles and Sarah, when they first see the dinosaurs are also real and like that it's a, like a real love. And like, if they're capable of finding it, then like the dinosaurs definitely exist and stuff, which is like really weird. And, you know, metaphorical and stuff but i think i thought that was pretty cool yeah i know they uh had a bunch of different alternate endings that they had Mm -hmm. filmed and did like with test audiences and this is the one they ended up going with and i think the ending works um you get a little Mm -hmm. joke in there with the family showing up and (laughs) you know whether or not it's ambiguous cody i have actually a question did you watch the uh mid-credit scene of this movie i did yeah the the jk salmon scene yeah just just check which did confuse me a little bit because um they said, um, she said when she, when they blew up the goat, it just disappeared. It, it never came back. Right. But then when they did it, they did come back. I don't know if that's just because they're tangible characters who, you know, have to be there for, for the loop. Um, and the goat necessarily isn't. Um, yeah, uh, that was an interesting post-credits or mid-credits, whatever. Definitely maybe some uh, changing in the, in the rules of the universe there. Yeah. But... Uh, I like the scene. It's fun. Um, speaking of scenes that we like, let's move on to our uh, favorite scene. She is very gorgeous to me. Uh, Jackson, why don't you get it started? Favorite scene. I mean, I, I'm a big, like I said, I'm a big fan of the montages, and there's a couple good ones to pick. There's the uh, 
the one where Niles is getting tortured by J.K. Simmons a bunch of different times, which is just like kind of hilarious in the ways that that happens. But ultimately, I think it comes down to the uh, Niles and Sarah falling in love montage, which includes them like stealing a plane and crashing it, which is just crazy. Um, them just constantly getting drunk. They uh, they put on like a fake heist like like action movie finale like at the wedding where there's a bomb and a cake and like he shoots it off with a crossbow it's just insane stuff um it's all over the place and it's just it's so much fun yeah i agree with that i love uh the cake scene you were talking about if she's like just playing this over the top like crazy bond villain i think yeah that he just pulls it out like shoots it with an arrow i definitely do love that it, uh, yeah, mine is sort of uh, uh, like a montage scene as well, uh, but not as much, I don't think. Uh, my, my best scene is when Andy, Sam- Andy Samberg and uh, J.K. Simmons, they just get toasted in that bathtub. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, the beginning of it is good as well, where J.K. Simmons is like, yeah, that guy's got, uh, you know, cocaine or whatever. And in the middle of a speech, Andy Samberg just walks up to him, takes it from him, and then they're just, you know, they're vibing in the uh, in the bathtub, and then it gets emotional. Um, I think that's just great, great uh, comedic acting right there from both of them. Obviously, great chemistry, um, and I just love J.K. Simmons in that scene entirely. Um, and yeah, I think that was my favorite part. What do you think, Corbin? Um, you know, maybe you'll call me a little bit of a sucker for some some romance here, but my personal favorite scene is just the, uh, the final, the declaration of love from Andy mm-hmm. Samberg uh, to Sarah, uh, Kristen Milati's character. Uh, I think it's just really funny. She's like, you know, you only have one sentence and then he's able to drag it on. Um, my trivia question later will have to do with this section. So cool. I won't get too much into it, but uh, I just really, I think, like throughout the whole movie they have really awesome chemistry and i think this is just uh, a really great culmination of all those moments um on top of that i think there's a lot of just like really good one-liners in this movie and like just funny jokes uh so i have a couple written down here that i just figured i'd read off and maybe we could talk about a little bit uh when the dad screams this dentist lose teeth <laughs> it's a great moment uh <laughs> You're 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 deep in the the first Sarah's first day of the time loop and everything's going wrong and um mm-hmm. the guy who was uh Schmidt's dad on New Girl is just yeah. out here yelling about teeth. Uh, when he's uh, Andy Samberg says I'm the Antichrist and he says J.K. <laughs> there is no <laughs> there is no God. <laughs> That's and a great then, line. <laughs> um, J.K. Simmons saying little Joey over there is watering dog shit. <laughs> which there's there's like i read online someone was like yeah that's a really metaphorical moment because his daughter is on a pony and but it's a horse that's not actually moving forward and she's going to be stuck in the same place and then his son is watering dog shit which will never actually grow into anything (laughs) (laughs) i mean yeah sure i guess i see it hey whatever whatever symbolism you can uh gain is uh good for you i guess right but yeah, I just I think this movie is like genuinely funny. So um just had to share those lines with the audience real quick. Yeah, those are great. Those are really good. Uh we'll move on to who can act. Wow. Cody, who can act in this movie? Um, I think um I mean undoubtedly all, all three of them are good. I'm gonna pick any I mean uh, not any Simmons. I'm sorry, I'm gonna pick uh JK Simmons. I think for the limited screen time that he has, I think he he sort of steals this movie. He doesn't, but he could if he had more springtime. Um, I don't know. Just, I mean, he's in probably like 20 minutes combined, but everything he does is just so memorable. Um, like me and Jax from Boseg, the, the, the drug scene. Also, I mean, um, the, the montage scene where he's torturing Andy Samberg. Both great, both iconic. And then his arc at the end, um, I thought J.K. Simmons actually did that super well. Um, also him getting hit by you know uh, a cop car was pretty funny as well um but just the emotional <laughs> depth <laughs> the emotional depth at the end where she like has you know an emotional conversation with andy samberg i thought it was great from jk um sort of just a turn on what his performance had been the entire time where he's actually come to peace with with this loop and you know he he's turned from um somebody who you know feels like he's in a rut in his marriage to he's out here just trying to enjoy every single minute with his family um and yeah i i just really like his performance um but yeah definitely my favorite actor 
yeah, J.K. Simmons is great in this. Um, I don't think very many people could say shitbird uh, <laughs> with as much enthusiasm as uh, J.K. Simmons does in this role and make it work. So you got to appreciate that a lot. Um, oh, yeah. Honestly, great performance. <laughs> Obviously, I had him written down, but then I'll, I'll, I'll move on and I'll, I'll talk about Andy Samberg a little bit. Um, Andy Samberg is really good in this. Uh, he's kind of playing himself a little bit to be fair. Um, but himself is still like really genuine and funny. Um, whether it's like Brooklyn nine line, Jake Peralta or lonely Island, Andy Samberg, like it's all kind of a culmination of this, the same character. Um, but the chemistry he has, uh, with Kristen in this movie is insane. And just like how he's able to balance that, like this being a, like a funny movie, but also like having some real emotional depth to it. Um, him going through you know obviously like the depression and the the struggles of being stuck in this time loop is is very apparent and I think he pulls it off really well um and he's able to balance that in a really unique way that I think uh not many actors could could seriously do um and I think without Andy Samberg this movie I think you could potentially take J.K. Simmons out and replace him but I don't think you can take Andy Samberg out of this movie and have it be as good Room. yeah that, that that may be true i thought andy samberg was good but sort of what you were saying i thought he was uh, at times just playing himself uh it did feel a lot like this could be jake peralta in, you know in a different universe um and yeah some of the emotional stuff i don't think he's the best at but i do agree um i don't think you can have anybody else in this movie except for andy samberg uh, this is definitely his role yeah jackson who do you think can act in this i mean Sandberg is great right because not only is he playing himself but he's tapping into like a really dark and like tortured version of himself like he'll play it off like oh he's happy go lucky and then he'll be like I've committed suicide so many times I like literally don't know if there's like a new way that I haven't thought of it like he is like such a dark and tortured version of himself that like plays it off like everything's okay and I think that's really cool and like pretty like multi-layered which is fun and then like I gotta give some love to Kristen uh Miliotti. she's just she's just great uh she's very fun she plays it she plays it really cool i don't know like her character's just like great i don't like she she uh she st- she plays like the like worst sibling like the family disappointment really well kind of and like kind of carries that on her shoulders really interestingly and like kind of learns to let loose and then it's nothing's like that uh big of a deal but at the same time like you can still like make these really important like relationships like in this world where basically nothing matters and i think she does that really well yeah i think that is uh, true i should have uh get out of your car i should have <laughs> no, i should have said uh i also back chris a lot uh i can relate to the uh disappointing sibling in the family a lot um, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> <and> <laughs> i think she actually was very very good in this movie i'm i don't think she was uh nominated for anything i think if anybody was um i think she should have been you know the first billing for that in my opinion mm-hmm. just just um you know her screen time and the amount of you know story she actually has to deal with um the whole i mean you know going to bed with uh your sister's uh your sister's groom night before i thought that was actually some some super deep stuff and mm-hmm. i thought it was actually touched on pretty well for how like shocking of a subject that is um so yeah i, I do back that a lot pretty did you come to that conclusion before the reveal was made or were you surprised when uh it was revealed that she the person that she was waking up next to was her sister are you asking did i figure did i figure it out yeah did you guess that little twist or i don't believe i did i think i was very i wasn't super surprised but i was like oh okay that makes sense why she's like she's got that look on her face at the wedding all the time I, I didn't know, I didn't really know what she was talking about when she like whispered in her ear. I was like, maybe, but that's pretty gonzo. Um, but yeah, I didn't, I would not have guessed that if you put it like a gun to my end. Yeah. I think it's another one of those moments you were talking about, like rewatching this movie potentially. I think like paying attention to like the way that's kind of hinted at throughout um, makes yeah. it a better rewatch. What I was going to say earlier is I think I might just have a little bit of a, a predisposition against uh Kristen because of the atrocity that is the finale <laughs> the, final <season. laughs> the final season of how I met your mother and so obviously obviously not her fault but no uh, you, I'll, I'll always associate her with that and it's it's unfortunate she was in only the last season and that is 
my god, the worst season of all time. So yeah, she's not bad in that season, but you know, her I don't even, I don't bad. mind the season. I just, oh, I hate it's like the way <laughs> it's not a great go. finale for sure. I just dislike the the direction they the yeah. the, the very end. It wasn't her fault, but yeah, it's, no, obviously she, not she was in it. So, <laughs> so let's uh let's talk about who can't act. I had a little bit of trouble picking this one. Uh, Jackson, what do you think? Who can't act in this? So, yeah, like you said, this was kind of difficult because I feel like everyone played their role, like, well. Like, I don't think anyone missed the mark. So I'm just kind of going off of, like, my least favorite character from it because, like, everyone was great in the role. And I'm giving it to Trevor, who is the Australian officiant. I thought he was he was good in his role, but I just thought he was, like, the least interesting to me personally. Yeah, I feel like... Um for this category we're all just going to pick different like super niche side characters um because i mean if you're going after one of the the big three here um i think you're out of your mind um i i had two specifics um abe i don't know who the actor is um he's all right Uh, i i liked uh, the, the comedy stuff with him the scene that i didn't buy at all was him like crying in the shower i thought that was a little bit cringe and i just don't think he pulled it off very well um but the my my main pick here is i hate this guy uh the groomsman who like freaks out when that earthquake happens and he says he says hold me back i should have never left the great lakes (laughs) that's so funny that's funny but that performance is terrible uh take anybody out put me in that role i say those words better um that guy's absolutely garbage Uh, (laughs) but yeah obviously just nitpicking here but yeah the groomsman not a big fan well uh first of all abe uh is Is that even his name abe well abe is the is the fiance yeah okay that was ape Abe is uh, played by Tyler. I actually don't want to say his last name. Oakland. Oakland. Yeah, uh, he's that's great. Super, Superman. He's Superman right now. Oh, that's he's right. awesome. He is. Oh, it's so fun. He's so. They had to, look familiar. Yeah, I guess in original so original screenings, they had to like tone down his at. Like they had the way his abs looked. I guess was insane when he's like doing the shower scene. <laughs> it was too so ripped. They, so they had to like tone them down and good for him. Wow. <laughs> so, Respect. Good, good for superman <laughs> now cody uh is the person you're talking about is it randy is that yes. the, the okay that is also I who I, that is also who i have written down as, Let's as go. my can't act he's great uh connor connor o'malley he also has the moment he has a couple he has a little bit more uh screen time there's like when uh sarah's talking to him and tells him to like go meet him in the bathroom go meet her in the bathroom with the blindfold on um, I think it's really funny, but like his acting in that scene when he's talking to her is just like, it's kind of rough. He he's he's overdoing it way too much in this movie, and this is a pretty hammy movie. Uh, but I think he's just playing it up way too much, and he's just a complete goofball. So, other than that, you know, for the most part, everyone's really good, especially the main three. Um, you can't really complain about them. So, any other thoughts on who can act, guys? I gotta say, Randy's awesome. I feel like you guys are giving too much hate to I, Randy. I think it's a fun character, but I, I don't like necessarily <laughs> the way it's played. But the, uh, he was in that actor was in a, uh, one of the I uh, I think you should leave sketches. I don't know if you've seen like the first season of that show, but he's in the one where like uh, where Tim Robinson has like the sticker that says like honk if you're horny or whatever, and then like he's just driving behind him, just like honking like crazy. He like falls into a funeral and stuff. It's like this like insane. <laughs> crazy bit and it's really funny so i was glad to see him uh, you're a big fan of that show i i love it i really yeah he was a writer on seth meyers late night with seth meyers for a while yeah i imagine he was just um, a big like friend of everybody yeah kind of in this sphere which is why he was in it but he's he's fun i liked him in this what are you guys thoughts on on the parents on uh howard and pia (laughs) pia was kind of pointless to this story in a lot of ways i thought but I don't know. Like it's like you, you can see the family dynamic of like, oh well, she's the mother. Well, she's like the stepmom, right. even. But but I think she's like the mom to like the two other. Oh. Mm. And like it's kind of like one of those situations where Sarah's Sarah's mom died, and then like the dad remarried and had two kids, and so she kind of feels like the black sheep already, which is kind of like an interesting layer to her character. Um, but I thought Pia was like as an actress was like just kind of she was kind of boring. She didn't really do anything. But I don't know. Yeah. 
Yeah, I feel like they're just super forgettable. Um, obviously, the, the dad I didn't know from New Girl, so I was like, oh, that guy's he's all right. Um, but yeah, I, I can't even remember much about the mom or doing anything really in the movie. Um, but yeah, I'd just say forgettable. Yeah, she doesn't have a whole lot to do. Now we're going to move on to the recast. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. Now's our chance uh, to, to change out all these terrible characters. Cody, who are you placing, replacing Randy with? Or who's playing Randy now? <laughs> I actually didn't replace Randy. Yeah, oh, wow. <laughs> this is a surprise. <laughs> Which is a bold statement. Yeah, I went after Abe instead. Uh, you know, okay. Soup's got to go. Um, he just didn't seem... Um, like a good match for for her sister i thought um so yeah i said you know since we got schmidt's dad in here let's just throw in schmidt <laughs> that's, that's pretty good <laughs> actually <laughs> thank you i have a great cast in that job. i'm not sure uh how i'm not in hollywood yet um but yeah i think just his charisma he's also got the comedic chops which i think uh which would be a great addition to this cast um him flying alongside andy sandberg i'd love to see that um and yeah i think um that's sort of just like the one character comedically where it could have been a tad bit stronger. So yeah, I, I like Schmidt a lot. Let's, let's throw him in. Why not? What do you think about that, Gordon? Yeah, I'd love to fun. see Max Greenfield. <laughs> put him in the movie. Yeah, that's his name. Uh, I didn't know that. <laughs> Sorry. He, he plays weird characters in other things. It, he he plays a really interesting character in The Big Short. Um, yeah, yeah. I think it'd be fun. I think he might be too similar to Andy Samberg and just like in look almost and then like style that he wouldn't like necessarily wit work in that role you kind of need him to be a little i guess i guess schmidt can be douchey but i don't know he's a big time he's a little douche, yeah. he's a little too lovable though you i think the by cw the look i think is what True. you're looking for the CW <laughs> aesthetic funny funny enough uh should have gotten steven Amell. well funny enough i am also replacing uh good old tyler uh abe and uh you know, he's he's Superman, so I figured why don't we pick another Superman? Not not Henry Cavill, of course, because that would be ridiculous. But Brandon Routh. That's pretty fun too. I like it. Speaking of the CW. Yeah, that's uh, also CW. Also former <laughs> Superman like 15 years ago. Uh yeah. I I he's just I'm just doing that for fun just because I can do it. There, there's no particular reason other than I just want to put a different Superman in here, but I think it works. And uh, yeah, I stand by it. I like it. Bad, bad pick. <laughs> Jackson, who, who you recast? I, I do have another pick, but we'll move on to Jackson. Oh, dude. Right. Um, I have two that I can just blow through really quick. I think Trevor could be a fun, uh, like a Hemsworth brother of some sort. One of those Australians. I think he could be fun with that. But my main one is mm. maybe if you, you want to take to, you want to take uh the uh representation out of this movie yeah you want well oh gosh I, I shouldn't have said yes to interesting before you said it <laughs> oh no wow um terrible my answer is no anyways <laughs> for my other one <laughs> um australian I, people are getting represented though so i guess that's good yes true we gotta we gotta represent the aussies um but my uh my other recast would be jk simmons was great i think he's perfect but if you had to recast him i think it would be kind of fun to maybe get like a brian cranston or a daniel craig i think those could both be really fun in that role and could do something like on that like silliness but still like scary like in like the the hunting montages i'll take brian cranston but fuck daniel Ooh. craig dude. What? Wait, like daniel why craig, are you actually. anti-daniel craig yeah, i just I thought daniel I, great pick. I don't like daniel craig in knives out and whoa I, I think That's Knives so Out is, is a great movie, but I hate Daniel Craig in it. And the, wow. action, the accent the he does, the accent he does uh, is absolutely atrocious. So that might be Daniel Craig's best performance in Knives Out, for being honest. Logan Lucky? Not a, not oh, a yeah, that's true. Guy? That's great. Cody, oh, Logan Lucky Cody loves amazing. Logan Lucky. Logan Lucky great. is started. mad underrated. Fun movie. So underrated. Better than uh, anything in the Oceans trilogy, dude. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I would agree to that. Why not? Logan Lucky's awesome. All right, guys, stop talking about your NASCAR heist movies and let's bring it back in. Uh, my my second pick uh, is also replacing J.K. Simmons. I think J.K. Simmons what? is great. Uh, but great. If, I, if I was going to see somebody else in this role, I'm picking another uh, probably man around the same age with a, a bald head, uh, John Malkovich. <laughs> oh, that's great, actually. Ooh, 
Uh, John Malkovich is not afraid to play in like no. a weird movie. John Malkovich will literally do any kind of weird indie, strange concept movie. Um, I think this would be right up his alley. True, he can play a real scary, like gangster, creepy dude that's hunting him down, um, but also can have some fun as a family man. So, uh, particularly, I really like his performances in. Well, being John Malkovich is obviously a classic, but uh, Rounders and. Um, the other one is oh gosh why can't I oh burn after reading are just I think um, a mix between like those three characters uh, in this movie would be really great. So what I'm Probably hearing is you, you super, love him in the Bird Box. You're a big Bird Box <laughs> guy, right? You know I never watched Bird Box. I uh, oh. I wanted to be different. I wanted to go against the grain. Oh, he was so. he was just saying yes to a lot of different projects <laughs> in that era, and that was one of them. It wasn't great, but smart. That's a fun pick. I like that a lot. I'm not, I'm not sure about Johnny Malkovich there. Um, I think he's very good in Burn After Reading, actually. That, that's super underrated Coen Brothers. Um, I don't know if you can go with, with the arc at the end, though. The, the family man, you know, all happy. I think of John Malkovich. I think of, you know, a little anxious, a little, uh, Falling little apart. psycho. Yeah, yeah, a little psychopath. That's fair. I, that's fair. I could definitely see him doing the, uh, like the arrow and stuff very, very well. Um, but yeah, dude, you guys are coming after J.K. Simmons. I'm disappointed. <laughs> He's great. He's great. I just, if <laughs> I had to great. recast anyone, he would make the most sense to me. I think. Did you? Uh, well, do you have another pick here, Cody? I did not. I just, I stuck it. I stuck it with the simple. I I feel like it's so hard to replace these people. I don't know. Oh yeah, that's I, fair. I, I, I stayed away from the big dogs. Yeah, that's fair. I just like a little bit of parody. You know, gotta keep things interesting. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I mean, I do that too, to be honest. <laughs> Where's who's Dave Batista playing, Cody? <laughs> That's a great question. I think we should just throw him into Andy Samberg's role, dude. I think he's definitely more likable than Andy. Yeah, he definitely has the comedic chops, no doubt. That is also true. Thank you. You can probably stand Stuber guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Stuber. It's a classic. Uh, let's move on to uh, Welcome to the Academy. This, there's a mistake. Moonlight, you guys won Best Picture. It's the Academy Awards tonight, and uh, we're going to pick some awards for Palm Springs to win. Cody, what do you got? I've got a great award for uh, for this movie. Um, I think by far it's the uh, it's the best time loop movie the the year it was released. Um, <laughs> and, you know, it, it's got no competitors, so it wins handily. I would also like to, you know... No, there's actually mention- another movie on Hulu that's like a time loop movie that has, I think, came out in 2020. <laughs> and I well, see ads for it all the time. <laughs> I don't know what it's called, but I don't think it's the only time loop movie. Well, I guess the Academy's got to double check and we'll come back to you. But I, I got a couple more time loop movies that I would like to talk about that would also win the award. Um, the obvious one is Groundhog Day. I actually watched it pretty recently. A little dated. Um, Edge of Tomorrow, obviously. Happy Death Day. Uh, but the two I wanted to bring to the table that you know might be a little bit more on the DL. Um, there's a Star Trek: The Next Generation episode, which is which is very very good content. But that's not the really one I want to talk about. Uh, there's a phenomenal episode in the final season of Agents of Shield. Uh, I'm assuming you guys oh, no. haven't seen it. Oh my god, it is unbelievable. <laughs> but the last season of Agents of Shield actually very very good. And yeah, basically uh, it just follows this this time loop, and uh, it's really good. That's all I gotta say. So if it came out in that year, you know, the same year as the Agents of Shield, probably would have gotten second or third. Um, but yeah, this year I'll give it the Oscar for the best time loop movie. Okay, so I, correction to my previous statement: there's a movie called Boss Level, which is a time loop movie, uh, but it came, it came out, out this, this year. Came out this yeah. year, yeah. Frank Grillo, um, yeah, yeah. That didn't so, make the list. <laughs> Hulu has to release a has to release a, a time loop movie every year. You know. Funny enough, I've never seen Groundhog Day, Happy Death Day, Edge of Tomorrow. Wow. Or this might be the only time loop movie I've seen other than like, Tomorrow is pretty great. Doctor Strange. Yeah, most of them are pretty good, honestly. Yeah, Happy Death Day is all right, but the rest of them I'd say are pretty fun. Oh yeah, definitely fun. Yeah. Um, I'll I'll step in here and uh I'll say first of all, I think this movie this is a legitimate 100 percent I stand by this. This movie should have been nominated for Best Picture in the last year i like uh, it i've yeah, seen i've no, no no i've seen listen especially the pool of 2020 maybe in a regular movie year probably even mm-hmm. like this movie year where there's going to be a lot of really good movies i would say it probably doesn't get nominated but um in looking back and watching a lot of these best picture movies over the last couple of months like i think this is legitimately one of the best movies of 2020 um probably my second favorite maybe my third favorite movie that came out in 2020 actually probably 
maybe my first favorite movie that was released in 2020 not necessarily my favorite in the oscar cycle but i i legitimately think that this movie should have gotten a best picture nom and it's 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 only because the academy does not recognize comedies of any sort um historically like there's no love for anything that's comedic um so it was never going to get the nomination but i I stand by that this is a great movie and that's some of the bubble noms what was on the what was on the outside of the the best picture noms that you have taken out i'm saying do you know what would i have taken out uh yeah you wanted uh jackson jackson, <laughs> jackson, jackson we'll talk about his, uh, yeah. okay we'll talk about um yeah if we're doing a serious one really quick i think this one was it was highway highway robbery uh to not include it for best original screenplay i thought this one was just so fun and out there that like i i, I assumed it was like definitely going to happen and it, it did not um i don't know what it was up against so maybe corbin can look that up while uh i'm vamping but uh here then, here are the okay. here are the movies that were nominated <laughs> which first of all they nominated eight um sound right. of metal mank minari promising young woman the father judas and the black messiah nomad land childish Terror seven i've seen all those movies except for one now at this point and personally i would say it's better in my opinion than definitely promising young woman trial of chicago seven the father and Sound of Metal. I think it's better Ooh, than all those movies. That's a nah, hot Sound take. of Metal's gonna be there. That's a spicy take. Sound um, of Metal is pretty amazing. So yeah, I, I would drop. I movie. would probably drop. Personally, I'd probably drop Promising Young Woman as my least favorite out of those. Obviously, that's a good movie with representation, female director. Um, so it's important to have you know movies like that in there. But I would probably drop that. Mank is seems pretty hit or miss on people's opinions. Trial of Chicago Seven is also just kind of like an okay movie but yeah those are like specifically just oscar bait movies too which is hard to take them out um yeah i, I, I might back that put that in seven or eight spot i think i back that maybe yeah I like it. No, you're you were right not a, not a great year of movies there for, for best picture of me you know it's kind of kind of weak oh and i i got one more so like i like, oh, jokey one to uh give out really quick <laughs> and that's uh how do, I, how, do I, how do I even word this? It's like best flannel on screen that I really, really want to wear. Like that floral shirt is so great. I I can't think of a shirt besides uh, the, the shirt from uh, Stranger, Stranger Things season three. You know, there's just so many good shirts. But that one, number one. I love That's that. That's a shirt. great shirt. Should have been nominated for best costume design as well, too. We're just racking them up here. Yeah. That's a great shirt. <laughs> Yeah, I, I am. I will just say this really quickly. I am excited. The next, uh, what is it? Almost August. So the next four months of movies, I think are going to be ridiculously good. Like I have really insane expectations. My hot take is that this is going to be one of the best movie years in the last like 10 years. 2019 was really wow. good as well. Um, and it, it's, it, it's a tough one to beat there. But I think outside of like, 2019 it's it's this is going to be a this has the potential to be a really great movie year so stay tuned doesn't, for that, guys. doesn't it have like an asterisk next to it though just because like nothing was released the year before doesn't doesn't matter so doesn't that's matter the great thing we're, get, we're getting checking. we're getting just movies checking. that should have come out last year and movies that <laughs> should have come out this year and it's it's going to be really good and i'm looking forward to it so i love it uh let's move on to our weird movie details trivia naked grandma naked huh um, I have two questions. Um, I will ask the first one. Um, you guys can uh, lock in your answers at a certain point. So in the final speech that I was talking about earlier, where he you know, is declaring his love and she says, you have one sentence. He uses various forms of punctuation um, in order to continue speaking. Which of these forms of punctuation did he not use comma period semicolon ellipses colon can i answer i know uh we could do a three two one okay cody do you Mm. do you have an idea yes i'm pretty sure i'm right but i could be wrong all right three two one period 
No, he used an emphatic period at the end. Which is just an exclamation point. The That's answer the answer is semicolon. Semicolon. Yeah, it was, it was either semicolon or colon. He doesn't, okay. I, he says colon the first time. I think he probably means a semicolon, but he, he does not use a semicolon. I have so. to contest this. He That's says, what I was 50 50. He says emphatic period. That's not a period. That's an exclamation That's point. period. He uses period. He uses period. And then there's an adjective says, attached. It was emphatic because he didn't want an exclamation point. Oh my gosh. He didn't want to seem desperate. Yeah. All right. One of you, can you can ask the next question. Okay. I, also, uh, I didn't make this multiple choice, oh, but I have one that I'm just okay. curious if you guys know. How long was Niles stuck in the time loop for? If you had to guess, <laughs> I looked this up and I don't remember. Oh. I, I read something that was like it was between 40 years 49? and 40 million years. <laughs> yeah, it's 40. It might be 49 to maybe. I think she was 27 to 27 million. I think okay. it's 49 to 49 million. The, I could be wrong. The uh, writer, Andy Sierra, said that Niles was stuck in the time loop for 40 years. Can you guys just closest one? How many days did he repeat? So it's just a math question now? I don't know. Well, that's, yeah. What, 12, <laughs> 12,000. 40 plus, times 365, right? I don't know. 12,000 uh, plus 40 times 65. Uh, 40 times 60 yeah, is 240. So uh, I'm going to say 12,300 something. I'll say 12,301. The answer is 14,600 days. I forgot so. to carry something there. <laughs> I That's crazy. Budget. I mean, uh, price That's is right. Way too many that. days. <laughs> Beautiful. All right. Uh, Cody, what do you got for us? Yeah, I got a couple. I'll go with my easy one first. Um, you know, so what day, specific date, do they live over and over again? And I do have multiple oh, choice here because I was nice. I, I know the answer to this. So I forget. Oh, good but maybe I'll, maybe I'll get <laughs> we'll, we'll let, let Jackson right, hear I, the multiple choice. I, I got three options. Is it November 9th, November 10th? Or November 11th. Oh, come on, dude. <laughs> Not gonna make I knew easy. it was November something. I was just waiting for that to be the only November. Uh, I'm going to go November 9th, I think. November, what 9th. What you think? November 9th. Yeah, that is correct. Answer. All right, let's Good go. Guess. Yeah, let's go. At the, and at the end, they say, oh, I guess they come back on November 10th. Yeah. <laughs> so good. So funny. Um. Speaking of, we've, we've got a lot of questions regarding days, which I guess uh, matters for this movie. How many days did it take to shoot this film? Ooh. Hmm. I will give you options. Okay. Go for it. 17, 19, 21, 36. That is it. <laughs> are those all wow, that's like all of <laughs> those are crazy impressive. Under a month? No way. I feel like it's the lowest one just because you baited it that low. That is insane. I'm going to go with the second to lowest one. I forget what it is, but. I, so I'm 17, just... 19, 21, 36. I'm going 19. I want to go 17, but I'm going to go 21. The movie was shot in 21 days, three oh. weeks to shoot this movie. Wow, that's so impressive. That's that great. I mean, that's How that's what that you got. Like, yeah. this is truly an indie film. Like, yeah, um, it premiered at Sundance, was sold for like 14 million dollars at Sundance, um, but the budget on it was insanely small. And I mean, you got to shoot really quick. It is a tight 90, like we talked about. So I guess it's not impossible, but some very impressive stuff there. Yeah, that yeah. is very impressive. I do have another question, um, and I don't have multiple choice for this one. So you might have to just pull something out of your ass. Um, so yeah, uh, in the in the um, in the movie, they actually created a a specific brand of beer, and yeah, I want to hear what you guys think it's called. <laughs> What's the I, I beer? Forget, I forget what it's called, but I remember reading that like it is like a language for something that has to do with like a loop or something like that, and like mm -hmm. the logo on the beer has some like has like imagery from the movie or something which i thought was pretty cool but i, I can't remember what it's called <laughs> there's correct. no chance um, some context <laughs> as well yeah in sanskrit it actually means unlimited and unbounded and in hinduism um it's the name of a tortoise who is described as one who is without death 
and I believe there's there's like a little turtle on it. So yeah, it's actually a pretty it. cool detail. Corbin, let's hear your guess. Dude. <laughs> um, is it uh, Natterdays by Natural Light Strawberry Lemonade flavor? You know, I wish it was, but unfortunately, <laughs> I have no idea. I'm gonna have to pass. It's just gibberish. Uh, the answer is Acupara. Acupara with a K. So I thought Fair that was enough. super. I knew it was like a fake beer that they had. <laughs> the backstory as well. But... Yeah, I, I just thought that was really funny. Detail. Yeah, that's fun. Uh, Jackson, did you have another question? I didn't. I only prepared the one. That's okay. But I, but I also thought I had the dinosaur information sprinkled in, but I already talked about that. So no, that's no, true. That's fine. <laughs> uh, all right, Cody, you got one more then? No, those are my two. Oh, okay. For some reason, I thought you said <laughs> All right, uh, now it's uh, pitch time. And uh, I know this is something that Jackson actually enjoys doing quite a lot. He's always got crazy pitches, um, whether it's his horror movie version of Geppetto or... Uh, oh, I forgot. I forgot you heard that one. <laughs> or uh, what he wants to see Gina Carano do at the Daily Wire with Ben Shapiro. He's, he's I always want her got... to quit is what I want her to do. I want her to stop working. <laughs> he's always got fun pitches for movies. So, so uh, we'll get him started. What's your pitch for a spinoff, a sequel, a miniseries, a comic? But like, what do, what do you want to see out of this universe? Yeah. So like, honestly, I feel like with this premise it's it's tough in a lot of ways and what i think would serve it best would be to uh take this like indie movie approach like with what they did with uh what we do in the shadows which is like a fun like indie mockumentary and turn it into an fx series but like give it its own flavor so like it's not the same characters but it like takes place in the same universe and i think like i don't know you could do like 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 a family like a family get together and they all go to this cave or like like maybe it's like a college trip and it's like all these like kids that get stuck there and i think you could just do it with like a different group of people and maybe subvert the genre a little bit by having it be like a coming of age or maybe like even like like kind of like a horror genre with happy death day or just or just something like that which i think would be cool but i think so it's like- best served in an fx series or mini series like limited series so let's see what happens on november 10th you know yeah like, like maybe who else someone else sh- someone else yeah. shows up to palm springs yeah popular vocation spot so i mean you could you could also always do the grandma spinoff because she, i was gonna say <laughs> yeah how are we not talking about it. her yeah that was <laughs> so weird that's actually a great idea though fx makes great tv um and yeah you could literally just spin this off any mm-hmm. way you could possibly yeah. think of um so i love that a lot actually yeah it's good, and you could you pitch. could even do it in like an anthology type series where it's like okay this character is stuck in a time loop what does he do this day what do they do this day and it doesn't have to like have any like crazy consequences it could just be like a oh wow this guy gets in some crazy wacky adventures from day to day and he doesn't have to like stay around palm springs he could we could see andy samberg uh get on that plane and go to ecuador and do a bunch of horse tranquilizers or something like he like and then he like immediately gets killed off the plane or something like that you can see like all this yeah. with that but i think anthology fx spinoff is like the perfect way to do it i like it cody what's your pitch uh yeah that's always a good pitch hard tough to follow um i said i wanted to see um just a strictly spinoff maybe a series maybe just like a, a short film of just jk simmons story um, I think just seeing cool. it from his perspective would just make it um, a much different movie, honestly, more of an emotional core involved and, you know, still some comedy, but not as much, I think, because um, I really do enjoy his arc, like I was talking about before. Um, I think obviously just going from, uh, you know, the downer to, you know, hating his marriage and, you know, <laughs> just going on this bender with, with uh, Andy Samberg. And then I just want to see him like preparing like to hunt Andy Zamberg, like just figuring out what he's going to do on a daily basis. Like he's just leaving his family at, at random points at the night with, you know, all this camo and stuff on. Um, and then obviously the arc at the end where, you know, he's actually starting to enjoy his life. Um, yeah, this is, um, I should have thought of the spinoff that uh, Jackson was talking about, but uh, yeah, I think that would be an interesting story to, to give. And I just like, I just kind of want to see more of JK Simmons, I guess. Yeah. yeah I so... totally agree. Oh, go on no go ahead oh i was just gonna say that i think it's it is really interesting his his arc because essentially he hates his family and uh, presumably his wife and so like for him she's in the prime of her womanhood though yeah exactly (laughs) uh for like for his arc he is basically just like 
re-falling in love with his wife, but she's not making any like progress like through mm-hmm. it. So like each day it's it's kind of like 51st dates, but uh but with JK Simmons in like a more dramatic sci-fi type approach, which is really cool. And I, I definitely think that perspective would be like worth watching. Exactly. It's like a different sort of love story as well compared to you know the one we got in, in this yeah. one, uh where they're bo- sort of both uh connecting it's sort of just like a reconnection with one i do like the 51st dates uh shot as well good movie um but yeah more classic. i think about that baby is just oh definitely classic <laughs> big adam salem guy over here uh corbin's not a fan but <laughs> i actually love 51st fates uh top three rom-com of all time wow that's bold great movie it's great it's good <laughs> good movie corbin let's hear your pitch um I'm kind of a similar direction of you, Cody. Like this is kind of, this is going to be a JK Simmons, uh, like as the main character. Um, but I want like kind of almost an, a mini series, like maybe like 15 minute episodes. I want it to be animated and it's in, in the style of kind of like Mitchell versus machines or, uh, into the spider verse animation. Cool. Uh, so Simon Lord and or Phil Lord and Simon Miller. Or Chris Simon Lord. Chris, I can't remember. Simon Simon, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those guys. Uh, that animation style um, but I want it to be like the a plot is like him basically like it's going to be like a tv ma mature content like him killing Andy Sandberg every episode is like a different way that he kills Andy Sandberg <laughs> but like as the story progresses you also get to see that sprinkling in of him like growing to appreciate like, like his love and like maybe just make it like a one season mini series from like the very beginning of him that first episode can be their first night together and then you just gotta get to see these random nights where he comes and hunts them down um, but you get to grow with the character and then eventually you reach the same conclusion as they do in the movie where he's loves his life appreciates his kids you know very so fun that's my pitch I like that a lot copy me no, I'm joking. I think you, just, you took my idea and elevated a little bit. I, I do like that a lot as well. Yeah. Um, good pick, bud. Thank you. Um, so now as we as we near the end, we are going to give this movie a rating out of 69. You're going to look at me and you're going to tell me that I'm wrong? Am I wrong? Is my favorite- uh, we'll let the uh, our guest go first. What do you give this movie out of 69? Oh, wow. Okay. Hmm. Out of six, I gotta do some math now. Um, I'm gonna <laughs> give number to go out of. <laughs> I, well, I don't know why we would choose it. Earlier. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we can come back well, around to you if you need. My, my normal star rating is a four point five out of five, so I, I guess that I'm gonna give that like a like a sixty two out of sixty nine is what I'm giving it. And then the unit will be cool shirts that I wish I had. So it's sixty two out of sixty nine cool shirts. Fair enough. <laughs> uh yeah i don't know if the math checks out on that one but i'll, I'll trust you pretend <laughs> that, it does that four and a half goes to 62 so 62 you said yes sir 62 out of 69 maybe uh, maybe 63 and a half maybe i was oh. being a bit too harsh on it <laughs> our first half score of the of, this, of like the that. entire podcast this is this is a big moment uh it. cody what do you give this movie uh i'm going a little bit more modest um i'm giving it a 58 out of 69 uh i think this just fits into you know, just the good movies that uh, are, are in that rating as well. Back to back fifty eights for you. Is it? Yes. Yeah. I, hey, this movie in T two. Yeah, I, I'd say I, I uh, thoroughly enjoy both of them. So yeah, I think it's a good spot for it. Actually, I didn't even realize that. Um, yeah, basically everything I was saying. Um, I think this is definitely definitely better than Groundhog Day, but uh, yeah, not not as good as that Agents of Field episode. So yeah, fifty eight is a good spot. Insane. <laughs> <laughs> Agents of Shield. That's a that's an inch. I didn't expect that to come out. Yeah, you have you have to check it out, dude. It's really good. Please um, don't. I watched I watched it to like the Inhumans arc. It's it's trash and it's not canon. So that's all that matters. <laughs> yeah, no, the Inhuman stuff isn't good, but uh, <laughs> gotta make it to the last spots season. I guess. Where it's all right. There's like season four is good, and then like the last season's good. But yeah, you got to pick your spots in that show. <laughs> I'm gonna give this movie a fifty six out of 69 uh okay (laughs) that's uh putting it right above gone girl and just below uh school of rock so that's where i stick it 56 out of 69 gave it four stars um and yeah that's where i'm at
Uh, by the way, I did the math just now. I nailed it. it it's sixty-two point one is a four okay. is the the uh, the equivalent ratio. So gotcha. well, I did get it actually. You're a god. Thank you. Never doubt. You. Never doubt Jackson's math again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my apologies. My apologies. Um. So yeah, now that we've uh, that that's the end of the us talking about uh, that business. Now let's move on to. Uh, what we've been watching lately and maybe we can give some recommendations to the people uh cody anything you've been checking what well, i heard you saw black widow last night so i guess we can true. start with that yeah no would you recommend it uh, would i recommend black Widow? i probably would recommend it if you know you've seen all the other mcu movies um just from a general movie standpoint i probably wouldn't um definitely an interesting movie um I did like that, you know, Frenchie from uh, The Departed was was the main bad guy. Uh, I didn't like his writing, though. So that villain might be the worst in the MCU. I hated the um, Drakov and yeah. uh, Natasha interactions. Just bad. My yeah. Um, <laughs> also, uh, they just Taskmaster. I mean, what are they doing? Just terrible. Just te- absolutely god-awful. I don't know what they're doing with Taskmaster. Um, yeah, the, the family stuff, David Harbour's really funny. I like uh, Florence Pugh. And yeah, you know, uh, not a great movie though. I do have another recommendation. I was on a little bender myself yesterday. Watched this movie. Um, watched Black Widow. I also watched Booksmart for the first time. Nice. And I'll tell you what, it's pretty dang good. Um, I was again. Uh, I didn't know much about it. I knew Olivia Wilde directed. Um, but I'll tell you what, it's really good. Uh, there's a spe- specific scene, uh, like underwater uh, pool scene. Uh, give me the chills just really good stuff from Olivia Wilde um just I I I just love that direction that movie I'm gonna be honest obviously the the performances from the two leads are also very good um yeah I definitely recommend Booksmart maybe not so much Black Widow but uh yeah that's why so I have a response to that and it's Mm -hmm. that this is an anti-Olivia Wilde podcast uh and this is a pro Jason pro Jason Sudeikis podcast Oh, I forgot that I even happened. Jason Sudeikis is in that movie too. So <laughs> she left him for Harry Styles. Movie. Yeah, and we we don't appreciate that. And speaking of Jason Sudeikis, big downgrade. Big downgrade. Uh, Jason Sudeikis is the star uh, writer of a, a little TV show called Ted Lasso. I don't think I've talked about it uh, on this on the pod. I, I don't know if I have or not. But Ted Lasso is fantastic. Um, it the season two is currently premiering every Friday. If you, if you can get your hands on some Apple plus, um, but the first season was absolutely phenomenal. Like some of the best TV I've seen in a really long time. So I, I cannot wow. uh, more highly recommend Jason Sudeikis is uh, Ted as Ted Lasso. Um, great movie. Um, something I won't recommend that uh, Jackson and I saw in theaters actually together two <laughs> nights ago uh, it's a little movie, little, little from a small director, <laughs> uh, called Old, by M Night Shyamalan. Uh, just, just atrocious, just terrifyingly rough, and uh, I don't really have a lot to say about that. But it not was a pretty fan. fun. It was fun. It's if you're going on five dollar Tuesday, honestly, I think it's worth watching. As crazy as, as much as Corbin hates, it, I think it's worth looking at it at least and like trying to to make sense of it. But yeah. It's crazy. The collective experience. Everybody in the, the theater was put was a little older after watching it. So true. It aged me up. I like that everyone in that movie was just cool with talking through it because we were just like, this is so crazy stupid <laughs> that we're just gonna chat about it. And everyone was just it was good vibes all around in the theater, I thought. Yeah. <laughs> uh Jackson, what do you what have you been into? What have you been watching? Anything uh, to recommend? Yeah, yeah, I got a couple things. Uh, I've been rewatching Breaking Bad, which has just been super fun. I'm having having a blast with that. But uh, all this Abe hate has really got me got me PO'd, you guys. Like, what the heck? Um, Tyler Hoechlin, even though you guys hated him and you wanted him out of this movie, uh, is, in my opinion, the best modern adaptation of Superman we've ever seen since Christopher Reeves. And I'm going to stand by that because I'm a big nerd. But uh, his show called superman and lois it's a cw show which i know sounds kind of cringy on its face and that's totally fair to think that um is a family drama about him and his family and his two teenage sons moving out to smallville to uh, take care of the farm and it is so good and heartfelt and loving and it really i don't know if you're, if you're not about that superman character 
this will make you about him. He is awesome and mature and wise and just everything that you want and a cool superhero. And he's very relatable and it's so, so good. But yeah, Superman and Lois is what I'm recommending. Might have to check that out. Yeah, I actually like um, the first couple seasons of Flash are very good. Uh, the middle seasons, some sort of Arrow are also decent. Uh, but that's just one of the CWs I haven't gotten around to yet. Um, it's it's yeah, definitely unique. It definitely, I think it stands out and feels totally non-connected to those CW shows. It, it just stands on its own as like a really interesting uh, family dynamic that I really enjoy. And I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, I might have to check it out. Maybe I'll give Abe a second chance. Who knows? <laughs> Justice for Abe, okay? I, Justice for Abe. <laughs> and like uh, the other thing that I'll recommend is if you're, if you're looking to see a movie this weekend, um, I'm personally very excited about a movie coming out, uh, secularly out today, called The Green Knight. I'm going to go see it tomorrow night. But uh, it's an A24 movie. King Arthur looks like it's just like this epic blockbuster for the summer. Um, and I think, like I said earlier, there's going to be a lot of great movies in theaters. So if you feel comfortable going back to theaters, um, there's going to be a lot of great opportunities to see um, some awesome stuff. So Green Knight and uh, a lot more to come. I think uh, we're going to do a podcast here soon where we talk about some of the things that might be coming out in the next few months. Cool. Um, speaking of that, um, let's talk about uh, Jackson's pod. I, I'm a big fan of it. Uh, I highly recommend it. And wow. uh, so <laughs> this, uh, so you had a little bit of technical difficulties, but when this releases, you your last episode that you have released will be ha- talking about movies that deal with time, correct? Yeah. It was supposed to. We, we recorded and my computer said, this isn't going to work out. And then it just crashed and we lost the episode. So we may, we may do a modern, uh, we may a- a- approach that episode at a later time and may just talk about old because, man, that movie, there's a lot to talk about with the movie old. But yeah, we... we we wanted to talk about time, which would have led into Palm Springs because we mentioned that. And I thought that would have been a cool segue. So uh, I think right now, our most recent episode, uh, we talked about M. Night Shyamalan as a whole. We went through his whole career, which was really cool. Uh, he wrote Stuart Little. I don't know if you guys knew that, which is pretty fascinating. And we, we, we talked all about that. Wow. Then you're a huge <laughs> M. Night Shyamalan fan. So that's great. <laughs> but yeah, we talk about all sorts of stuff. We talk about representation in media through different groups. Um, we talk about like new we cover news segments like on the show and stuff we do a lot of stuff with movies it's very fun and uh i'm very excited to have you on we're going to watch green knight and talk about that and then dive into a24 films our favorites which ones work which ones don't and uh yeah i'm really stoked to have you on yeah so this episode that you're listening to right now is going to release uh will be released on august 3rd so if you uh come the following Friday on August 6th, that's when I'll be uh I'll be on the uh the rough cut retrospective mm-hmm. is the name of it. Um so you can if you want to go over there and listen to that. Um also your co-host Carter, I'm sure we'll we'll have him on this show at some point. Maybe yes. you guys can have Cody on as well. Very fun. Um, we would love that. Do a little bit more crossing over. But uh I think that's all I've got for today. Uh why don't you plug the socials for your pod there, uh Jackson? Yeah, what of is course. This? Uh, we, we only have an Instagram. We don't have a Twitter like you guys, uh, but we are at roughcut underscore pod. So uh, give us a follow. We do little polls. We do little games. Um, my dad made some deep fakes for a movie that I'm probably going to post soon. It's very weird and strange. Uh, it's great. Yes, I, I, I got to see those. That was uh, very strange. <laughs> Might have to start doing that for, yeah. uh, for our promotions. Definitely. Uh, you can follow us at Cap Podcast, K-H-A-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Everywhere, Twitter, uh, Instagram, and even TikTok, even though we don't have any TikToks posted. So give us a follow. Sure. And, uh, <laughs> I like that. I forgot we had a TikTok. <laughs> we'll, we'll start posting some. We should start posting on that. <laughs> Go viral but, uh, on TikTok. Hey, might pop off. Thanks for coming on the show, Jackson. And uh, thank you again for having yeah, me. Yeah, appreciate Thanks. it for coming on. Man. I really Fun appreciate episode. it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Stay Gavin. Bye. <laughs>